0: my name is Sydney and I just watched the Hunchback of Notre Dame for the first time like three days ago.
1: Whoa! Yeah! (laughs) God. Isn't that how the opening song goes? (laughs) Yeah but no no no. and then it goes down into the... Hi I'm Maya by the way. Um, (laughs) Sorry I love that movie. Do you really? I think that movie is fantastic and I like the musical too but the 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 opening song is my favorite, uh-huh. and that's why I asked, because it's the guy with the puppet, yes. he's, like, talking yes. to the kids, and yes. he's, like, <laughs> why? And yes. like, that kind of stuff. <laughs> yes. Uh, I just, I have a thing. Any of my, like, anyone who knows my music taste mm-hmm. knows that I like things in minor keys mm-hmm. that sound a little funky, so, mm-hmm. like, augmented seconds for any, like, music people that know what that means. I really like jazzy chords, okay. which could also be, like, technically minor, but... Um, and that song kind of has it. Yeah. That's why I really like like the villain songs, like Mother Gothel. Sure, sure. Like because they're in a lower octave, yeah, lower octave, and they're usually in a minor key yeah. to like give you know, especially kids, the indication: major happy, minor yeah. sad, or like, minor <laughs> spooky. Um, same thing like the opening song for Aladdin. Uh huh same vibe sure so sure. anyway i've just slotted can't remember the rest right now because it's been a long time since i've listened to it i love that movie yeah
0: I have, wow. I have for some reason
1: that movie esmeralda yeah I skipped Esmeralda's my based. hot too yeah is cool i was like cool
0: phoebus is fine
1: fuck religious people <laughs> but, you know that's a joke
0: i can say it i was catholic garfield are you slash or <laughs> slash srs but i don't know why that movie like didn't I just had never watched it before.
1: I think it is probably because you. Yeah. I I was the same way. I had no idea it existed until I was like in in high school, Mm -hmm. really. And then I had friends that talked about it, and I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Like, I've never heard of this movie."
0: I like I had heard of the movie, and I've had ample time to watch it. We got Disney Plus. Like, I've had ample ample opportunity, and I've known it's existed. I just have never wanted to. It's great. Um, But I had to for today's episode. So I was just like, I I have to figure out what's going
1: on. It's great. Mm -hmm. that's a great like yeah even the villain song i can't remember his name right now hellfire is horrifying
0: horrifying (laughs) that shit's awful that shit my stomach dropped (laughs) like awful
1: disney does it right i'm pretty sure didn't alan menken work on that one as well you know what i don't know I don't know off the top of my head, but he was the Disney person mm-hmm. for like the nineties and early two oh, thousands. Okay. He wrote. No, a lot it of wasn't.
0: Music. His name was a long name. I remember,
1: but it was. It but was Alan Menken did like Little Mermaid, Lion King. Yes, like yes. a bunch of other stuff. He did Tangled, mm-hmm. which we haven't really like per se recorded, but like for Valentine's Day, my mom and my sister and I watch Tangled. So. I don't know. I just, just remember.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's
1: a great Disney movie,
0: too. It's a great Disney movie. Yeah. And welcome to Canonically Incorrect, our fan fiction podcast. <laughs> we talk about
1: anything and everything, related fan, to fan
0: fiction. And um, today I'm talking about some Disney movies. I'm talking about wow. part Disney movie, part fan fiction. Um, I am also going to be talking about the musical. I did also watch the musical. Nice. Um, I haven't
1: seen it all the way through, but I have heard the songs. I. I will speak more about it later (laughs) because I have my own thoughts about
0: it. But, yeah, but before we jump into it, I have a donor to thank. First of all, we have a donor. I would like to thank um, our donor, Fanatic, for $100. Oh, my
1: fucking God. I remember when Sydney texted (laughs) me. I, like, I cry every time we get a donation. I legit, like, it was, like, I froze for, like, five minutes, and then the tears came, Uh and I was, like, oh, my God. What the fuck uh-huh. is going on? I don't know. I like
0: I was picking my sister up from her college campus and I have the Patreon app downloaded on my phone. Mm. So like when donations come in or whatever, like I see them first. Yeah. And I remember I was just like, "Oh, that's cool. Like another, I don't know, 25, 15, 10, whatever." And I was like, "That's Is that a mistake?" <laughs> like for, I was like, "That's a yeah. Are we sure that's not a mistake? Like yeah. what's going on?" Generous. Like all I can say is generous. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. It's been our biggest donation so far. Especially Ooh. since um we just got a SoundCloud premium account, Ooh. which costs about $152 a year. If nobody knew that <laughs> with
1: tax. Oh my god, I didn't even know that. And I'm the other half of this quote <laughs> business. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, so all of the donations that we made last year,
0: like collectively. Like raised enough for the mic stands and the SoundCloud premium account.
1: That's so crazy.
0: And so of course I'm sitting there being like, well now we have an annual bill that we have to
1: pay. So I hope we keep getting. To oh this. my god, that's so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> the fact that I'm finding out about this quote unquote on air is also fucking ridiculous.
0: It's okay. This it is technically I think like fourteen dollars a month or an yeah. annual of a hundred Forty four dollars a month, mm-hmm. but with tax
1: it comes out to one hundred and fifty two dollars a month.
0: Jeez. For some reason, I don't know why SoundCloud like makes you.
1: I don't understand it, but at the same time, I do think SoundCloud treats their artists better sure. than Spotify does. Sure. But that's a music industry thing. Yeah. So.
0: But anyways, we're on SoundCloud now. If you guys want to check us out, give us a follow, like your favorite episode. You can put comments on SoundCloud. Yeah. Things now, so I comment on your favorite episode. You've been able to
1: do that for a while. Yeah, on SoundCloud. Yeah. Yeah. But like Some BTS songs they don't put on Spotify and they only put on SoundCloud.
0: Damn. Which like dookie.
1: Mm-hmm. One of my favorite rap tracks is only on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But, yeah, thank you so much for the donation. If you guys like us enough, if you would like to donate to our Kofi, fi it's ko-fi.com slash canonically incorrect. Mm-hmm, um, we would love mm-hmm. you so much, and you get a shout-out on the podcast. And apparently, if you donate over $100, we'd say how much you donated, because we, I truly thought that was That's a mistake. A I thought money. I thought they were truly going to be like, oh, I meant to just put 10. I was like 90 of those <laughs> back
1: which is perfectly fine Uh if anyone in the future accidentally does that like yes we will absolutely give you your money back I
0: was just like oh okay okay thank you so much for paying two-thirds of the monthly bill that we have to cover (laughs) this is for you and
1: you alone um also this is our first recording that we've done since everything has happened with Ukraine and Russia yes and I think it was pretty like I think we're pretty clear about Mm -hmm. like where we lean yeah kind of like we don't necessarily hide it we just don't talk about it on the show mm. and we generally agree not to get into politics but i don't think this is a politics thing this is a humanitarian mm-hmm. thing this is just being a decent human being i would kill vladimir putin myself
0: <laughs> did you see i saw a fucking tweet that was just like if the bts stands, learn that they can get yeah I, I saw that
1: tiktok so i'm just making it very mm-hmm. clear we stand with ukraine mm-hmm. We're very much with them. If you can help anyone with donations or if like I know people in the rest of Europe, especially in countries that are accepting refugees, like some people are offering transportation Mm -hmm. and like a bunch of other stuff. If you can do anything, please do. I really emotionally cannot go through World War Three right now. Yeah. Like this is beyond fucked up. Like it just is, mm-hmm. and then today they started bombing Holocaust memorials yeah. in Ukraine, and that is so yeah. fucking. That's so terrifying. Just donate money if you can. Again, if you can't, that's totally fine. But there we go.
0: We are also scared, and we think about it all the time. But we want this to be a fun program where you can take your mind off of it. Yes. Um. So
1: not that we are not thinking about it. Exactly. It's we just- are. We generally, when we started yeah. the show, we said we weren't going to talk about politics on the mm-hmm. show, and every once in a while, we, like, brush by it, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we, like, go away. Yeah. I, I seriously don't consider this a political issue. Sure. This is a humanitarian effort. This is, like, just the lives of thousands, millions of people. Mm-hmm. Even the Russian soldiers don't want to take part in this. Like, it's just one crazy man's war yeah. for dominance, and it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. So... That's my two cents Um,
0: But I have one piece of fanfiction kind of news split into four parts. So today's episode, if no one has guessed, is kind of like a drama episode. I'm delving back into a fanfiction drama-esque like I did for My Immortal. Um, and today is just going to be tons and tons of fucking drama. Because for some reason, in the month of February, there has been a lot happening to the fanfiction community. Specifically, I've come across four instances of plagiarism. Whoa. <laughs> in February alone. And this is just the stuff that I found on Twitter. Just like, going about my daily routine of like, going through the fanfiction and AO3 tags mm-hmm, on like, mm-hmm. uh, Twitter. And um, you know, at first, I see it once, and I might talk about it just because like, it sucks. I, we've definitely talked about plagiarism before, like on this fanfiction news intro section that I have. But I, you know, sometimes I'll just pass by it, especially if it's been resolved and it's nothing, like, huge, like, the time that I spoke about, like, an actual published author who was making money off of her books, like, stealing from a Destiny L Fan yeah, yeah, um So, but I was like, oh, if it's, like, resolved, maybe, I probably won't talk about it. Mm-hmm. But then I came across, like, another, and then another, and then another, and I was like, what's happening <laughs> that we're just just now in the month of February, like finding that we've all just been plagiarized all of a sudden. So I would just like to talk about those instances because like some of them were truly fucking insane. So the first that I had seen was from an AO3 user called Astro Eulogy, who is at ISO TXMA on Twitter. Um she writes Haiku fanfiction on AO3, okay. specifically um Atuma, atumu and Sakusa fanfiction. Damn,
1: and not the Haiku girlies. The Haiku girlies are being plagiarized damn yeah
0: a lot of the girl there's k-pop being plagiarized that doesn't
1: surprise me yeah
0: and then more supernatural stuff being plagiarized but i don't know why the supernatural they get plagiarized all the time all the time but yeah the this first one is Listen, they're just killing it yeah they really do (laughs) but so on february 4th she posted on twitter that ao 3 user everyone is below me whoa (laughs) wild for the context fuck
1: you literally off the bat all
0: all all in caps everyone underscore is
1: underscore below underscore me all in cats <laughs> type what is that a type a personality narcissism or is that type B? you know what i don't know but it is for sure narcissism oh
0: absolutely <laughs> it's for sure 100 for sure um but she posted that this ao3 user stole every single word of her fake all that you are and was turned into a bakugou katsuki and todoroki shoto fanfiction. so like they took they took it word for word
1: just changed
0: the names <laughs>
1: I just rolled my eyes. Yeah. Sorry, I know we're doing an audio-only thing. <laughs> what the fuck? I just changed the
0: name to Bakugo and Todoroki. That's
1: so not productive. It didn't
0: change anything. If they're at volleyball practice, like barely changed it to like.
1: <laughs> my girl. <laughs> yeah, barely changed my anything. She, he, they. What are you doing?
0: Um, and so yeah, word for word, nothing was fucking changed. Um, Astro Eulogy found. Their AO3 profile, which was um, on Twitter, which was at bombassbitch <laughs> with a one <laughs> for the bitch, which has now been deleted as well as their AO3 page, so you can't find them anymore. Yeah. So everyone is below me deleted their work from before that was the high-Q work that got plagiarized, uh, which is the greatest outcome, which is the outcome that we want when it comes to fanfiction being plagiarized. But. The poster, Astro Eulogy, just wanted to say, hey, they also have 106 works up. You might have gotten plagiarized. Holy
1: <laughs> Did I ever tell you that I almost got plagiarized on Tumblr too? I think so. Yeah. No, I'm not even joking. Someone <laughs> took my work. It was a supernatural work. Yeah, of course it Ber- right. was. <laughs> Verbatim. Bur- Word for word with the same yeah, title, yeah. copy pasted it into the their sa- own, literally the same. They didn't even the bother same. changing the no, title? No, 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 no. It literally was like word for word. All the tags were almost exactly the oh, same. My they just God. posted it to their account and were like, had their own like author's note and everything. <laughs> and someone messaged me and was like, hey, yeah. what the fuck? And like, Is it because they thought it would just disappear in Tumblr? And that it's not like AO3 where I, you could just like. I guess. Be- well, some people use their accounts as like a bookmark. Yeah. Assistant. But they just reblog. Yeah. So I was like, what the fuck? Maybe it's just like a misunderstanding. Like, maybe they don't know how this Uh works. So I reached out and I don't remember exactly what happened because it's literally been years. Okay. But I reached out and I messaged this account and I was like, hey, you literally stole my work and people think it's yours. That's not okay. No. Like, if you wanted to, I'm fine with reblogs. It says in my description that I'm okay with that. But I'm going to have to ask you to like take this down like this is not okay like mine still has more notes Mm -hmm. and and i wasn't trying to suck my own dick and i was like people know i'm the og but like that's what surprises me too because one of these accounts that i'm about to mention is like
0: very huge and like i don't know how why you thought you can get away with it when like they have like it's not like a smaller creator not saying that it's right in that sense either but like a bigger creator where like tens of thousands of people have read their work and you're just like you know, someone's going to be like,
1: mm, this is familiar. If you go onto people's Tumblr pages, you can also see the days that they're fucking yeah. published. And I, th- if I'm remembering this correctly, again, it's been mm-hmm. years. They fucking blocked me. <gasps> the audacity. And of course, like, all of me and my 4K plus followers yeah. were like, hey, like,
0: that's not, not okay. o- that's
1: not okay. And of course, it just got lost in the void or of whatever. Course. But it still was just like. Yeah. Oh my like I had literally no idea if it wasn't for a Mutual that was just mm-hmm. like, hey, I yeah. caught this thing yeah. that I remember reading of yours mm-hmm. on someone else's page. Like this is fucking weird. Yeah. And I was like That is fucking oh weird. my god.
0: Um so yeah, but this this original poster Astro Eulogy was like, Hey, there's a hundred and six other works up on their AO3 page. You know, just go just go check it out. You know, maybe maybe if you're like probably in this anime sphere of like maybe Mm -hmm. you've also been plagiarized in in some capacity yeah so within hours of that post a hundred and the 106 original works dropped down to 93 by february 5th at 11 a.m eastern standard time that number went down to 84 before being
1: deleted entirely oh my god (laughs) jesus
0: because they were probably like fucking deleting everything that they could that was like plagiarized or whatever like i I don't know so but there was also people some people posting to that original twitter post that claimed they were this person's friend that said that he had left his discord server that he had created like it was he was the admin of this discord server Uh and had left all the other servers or group chats that he was a part of like without a word just disappeared completely and then before Mm. Every that's not sus. That's not sus at all. And then before everything like truly went dark, the Twitter, the AO3, Discord servers, like all this, they posted on Twitter one last time saying that they were going to make a new AO3 count and they're probably going to continue reposting works.
1: Bro. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: And then deleted their Twitter.
1: Listen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's the thing. I'm gonna I'm going to go off on a side tangent, but I promise that okay. it relates. I used to play Overwatch mm-hmm. semi-competitively. Right. Yep. And that was in the glory days yep. when no one knew that Blizzard was um, sexually harassing uh-huh. women. And Jeff Kaplan was overseeing Overwatch. And it was a meme. And it was the head of yeah. esports. And it was a great time to be playing mm. Overwatch. Although the community has always been toxic. Sure. Especially myself being a female quote-unquote mm-hmm. gamer. Like, I almost 99 percent of the time refused to join voice chats yeah that's fair unless i was doing like competitive they scare podcasts. me yes, and i've never e-
0: done them before
1: exactly so like it honestly wasn't so bad in the end but mm-hmm. like at the beginning mind you i was in high school yep like i i almost went to like actual like west coast tournaments oh for Overwatch. shit like dude. i used to be not to flip my boat pretty decent at mm-hmm. it Um, I wasn't like esport level, Mm -hmm. but I was pretty good.
0: Did I ever tell you that I hit top five on Neopets All-T and Summer Soccer Championships?
1: Listen, (laughs) that is not the same. I know it's not. Anyway, like every weekend for two years, my friends and I in Mm -hmm. high school would play Overwatch, Mm -hmm. and it was you know practice makes perfect. So obviously, I got really good at the game. Um, there were nights where we thought it would be funny just to troll people. Sure, as you do. Yeah. So. The reason I'm saying this is like I understand why you say things to peeve people. Uh-huh. And I'm pretty sure that tweet was just sure. like a fuck you yeah. like I'm going to piss you guys off. There are times where you don't right, do that right. cuz now you're now people are on a manhunt. No, for sure. Like that is ridiculous. <clears throat>
0: yeah, for sure, for sure. The next instance I saw was like, literally a day later on February 6th, with the AO3 user Robots and Chicks, who goes by at Rainbow Still on Twitter. Um, and they posted, There's nothing that takes the wind out of the sails of writing fic again, like finding out entire stories that me and Brianna put countless hours into have been page- plagiarized and posted for another fandom. So, this is the supernatural creator. Mm. And Rainbow Steel reported to AO3 that another user by Chim Girl Degu. Stole nine of their Destiel works and turned them into BTS fanfiction. Which of them, also one of them, they didn't even bother to change the name of. <laughs> just didn't even bother to change the name of. Nice. So after posting the original twi- twi- tweet, her mutuals of her realized that two other AO3 users, Al Massey and Sharkfish, had also been plagiarized. So about an hour later, the original AO3 poster, Chim Girl Daegu, deleted the work. But the author was kind of disheartened to find that it wasn't deleted. The AO3 user, like, deleted their... And so it still has an orphaned work. Like, it's still up. so... So it's called Road to LA, I believe. Mm. And you could still find it because it's just under orphan account now. And it's so weird looking at it because it has comments that are like so nice and they're like your writing is so good Uh and they're like oh my god your writing is so good like i love it so much and they're replying to these comments being like thank you so much like literally like so embarrassing
1: oh my god
0: (laughs) and like and i i at the end of it because there's limited comments on it so, like, at the end, when probably people were commenting, being like, this is a plagiarized work, they were deleting those comments and then putting limited comments so that they would have to go through the author to be, like, approved, whether it's shown on the That's fic or so not. That's so shitty. So, <laughs> yeah, I just, I, like, it's, so, it's only sad because if you look through that work, nothing about it is, like, plagiarized. If you just stumbled across that fic, you would not know yeah. it's plagiarized. <sighs> But it's so embarrassing. Seeing like, oh my god, you wrote this so well. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> You're so talented.
0: You're so talented. And they're like, thank you, heart, heart, oh heart. Oh
1: my
0: god. <laughs> thank you so much, fully knowing this is a plagiarism work. Shut word. the fuck up. <laughs> Ridiculous.
1: Yeah.
0: So this next one is a smaller one. So on February 10th, Twitter user Nico NicoNekoRar informed fans of GOT7 and Red Velvet, which are both K-pop groups, mm-hmm. that the user... I'm going to fuck this up. Les, Les, you do, you know, I'm yeah, it's right. deleted now. So you can't even look it up. Had been stealing their stories of got velvet, which is got seven and red velvet mm-hmm. and replacing the names with J. and Rose from NCT and Blackpink, respectively, which are also K-pop groups. Yeah. Um and at the time of their posting, they had also figured they stolen stories from mutuals of theirs, Jay Hings and Inky Reveries. Not the mood. Yeah, yeah, the, the mutuals. Fuck? They all were like, hmm <laughs> Like they were That's all so fucking garbage. Yeah. yeah like I <sighs> So a day passed before Jay Hingness posted an explanation. For the AO3 user's deactivation, it had been discovered that they had been stealing multiple stories from multiple different writers, and they had discovered five writers in total that had been plagiarized before they deleted the account. Um, And they feared that others probably were also plagiarized, Mm. and that they had been plagiarizing since 2020. (laughs) So it had been going on for about two years before they were caught. And um, it was kind of really sad because... In, in that later post from Jay Hangs, they apologized to whoever was a reader of theirs because they enjoyed a story that, was, that wasn't theirs. They were like, I'm so sorry if you ever enjoyed this. Because could you imagine, like, if I figured out that, like, a story that I had read was just completely bullshit or, like, I had given a comment or something, I would have felt awful. Yeah. Truly awful. Like, It's my worst nightmare, but, like, could you imagine something that we talk about on this
1: podcast, like, later coming out being plagiarized? But the hope is also that the the OP Mm -hmm. is just, like... I understand. Yeah. Like, you still enjoyed my work. That's fair. It's just like mm-hmm. shitty circumstances. That's the hope, at
0: That's least. That's the hope. But so, and the last one I wanted to mention was on February 15th by Cataclysmic Event, who's Cataclysmic Evie on Twitter, who's fic. He works hard for the money, was plagiarized by AO3 user Onsi. And they wanted to just take the opportunity to explain, like, why, you know, why it's plagiarism, why it wasn't tolerated, and ask that they, like, bring attention to the issue. Because they just. Fan fiction authors are just like on their own when it
1: comes to plagiarism. Like L- again, literally on their I own. Would never <laughs> known that my yeah. work got plagiarized mm-hmm. had it not been for someone else. Yeah, being like, Any- anyways. Yeah. Anyways. So
0: and this was the one I'm talking about that it was like had a very popular following and they had been plagiarized before. Like oh my God. this is like the another a multiple time that they had figured out that they had been plagiarized before. Yeah. So they gave credit in the sense that when plagiarized. Normally people just search and replace the names, but the person who plagiarized from Cataclysmic Event added their own details, you know, but having similar plot details, dialogue and act time just like truly identical lines was mm. just like not okay. they're like this is what it's plagiarism. Like it doesn't matter if you add like a couple paragraphs in between it's my so- paragraphs. Yeah, exactly. It's still plagiarism. Um, And they were particularly upset because in this instant, they were not comfortable with their fic being turned into a real person fanfiction. Their Boongo Stray Dogs fanfiction was turned into a Mista fic, who is a VTuber. Mm. So they understand that, like, VTubers are not the same as their actual identities, but like, they don't know who Mista is, and they don't know if they're comfortable with their characters being used in explicit works. It was like a sugar daddy fic. And they were like, I don't know this person. I don't know if they're comfortable with this. I'm not comfortable with this, which is totally fine. People that are allowed to be not comfortable with real person fanfiction, they're allowed to not mm-hmm. be comfortable with that. So, you know, they just asked that at the end, their followers that they had, like, left a comment on the fanfiction, like, not leaving any harassment, just being like, hey, take this down, this is not yours. And they just wanted their writing to be removed from the fic and an apology. They just wanted, like, their fic taken down, Dude, and they wanted so nice. an apology. Yeah. That was it. Um, They did not get their apology, <laughs> but they did get their fic removed. Mm. But it, it's just, like, I don't get it. Like, fic, fic writers are doing this for free. Yeah. What are you doing? There's
1: always shitty people.
0: I know. But, like, also, I feel like at the end of the day, there should be something in place on AO3. You know, like, how when you submit a paper, it goes through, like, a plagiarism checker? Mm-hmm. I feel like there should be something on that in AO3 that when you like publish when you put something in there they're just like hey this is very similar to another thing that we have on this site yeah just something
1: i don't place. know what the legality of that would be, i don't though. know either
0: but it would be great if we could do that so today is another drama episode because i felt mm-hmm. like we deserved it and we needed it and i just wanted to talk about some Absolute fucking shit. Because the fanfiction community is full of it, and I like talking about the bad parts as much as I like talking about the good parts of it. That's true. um, you know, I think as much as we we try to be like, fanfiction is great, and we're like an advocate, but like as much as we're trying to champion for fanfiction, and there are sometimes where I come across people like I don't know if you saw on Twitter, but I had like posted something on our. Our Twitter, because I was like doing my little scrolly scrolls, and I came across like a full politician somewhere out in the world who was like, "This is why our world has become so fucking dumb because movies suck and literature are like fan fiction level at best." Yeah, and I
1: was just like, "Why are you talking? (laughs) Like, you know anything?" I came across a TikTok like that about music. Uh huh. It was a TikTok audio, and I can't like I can't sing it for you because I can't fucking remember right now. But it was like some piano piece. Oh, I know what it is in my head. I'm not going to sing it out loud because I can't like convey the message to you. But basically this guy was like, you know what? Music people are so fucking pretentious because you're never going to hear this in like a concert hall. And I literally sent it to all of my music major <laughs> friends. I was like, so are we gonna like meet him in a Denny's parking lot? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Same vibe from that politician. Yep. I was like, Are we gonna fight? Are we in gonna fight i hop parking lot at yeah. three in the morning? Because this is where you're headed. Uh-huh. Like you're gonna catch these
0: hands <laughs> don't
1: shut the fuck up. Yeah.
0: So like I come across those sometimes where it's like, you know, people specifically picking bad fan, fan fiction. I'm just like, stop, stop, don't, stop it, please. But as much as I like to champion fanfiction, I also like to talk shit about it. That's right. Because there's good and bad. And today I'm talking shit about it <laughs> and fandom. But before I say anything, um, I do have some disclaimers for this episode today. Mm. Um, this will cover some serious topics like racism, sexual assault, and genocide very briefly. Whoa. Yeah, so um, I have also... Censored all instances of the Romani slur Because there was a lot in the research that I did So when talking about Esmeralda I will only be referring to her as Roma Romani or a dancer Um, I don't intend to spend uh, Too much time But we are going to be talking about a villain A Disney villain Mm -hmm. So if any of those topics that I mentioned before are uncomfortable you feel free to skip the episode and we'll see you next time um but today i don't know if you realize from my opening but we're gonna be talking about the hunchback of notre dame Mm -hmm, or the notre dame de paris which was the original (laughs) title of the book by victor hugo but specifically the the disney movie so if you know as far as disney movies go the hunchback of notre dame was not considered the most successful obviously i did not fucking watch it until literally 3 days ago. So, easy it's easy to like skip by. It's had pretty positive reviews when it was released in 1996 and it garnered about 325 million dollars worldwide and it even received an Academy Award and a Golden Globe nomination mm. for the musical score. But it kind of gets overshadowed by older Disney movies, like Pocahontas and, and the Goofy movie came out the year before, and it was followed by Hercules the year after. So I think those movies are like other movies that, at least for the Goofy movie for me, I love the Goofy movie. I, li- I watch it like once a year. Yeah, I, really like all I all love the Goofy movie. But even like, you know, people, at least re- they, uh, despite, you know, having a positive or a negative feeling for the movie, we all know about Pocahontas. And we all know about Hercules.
1: Yeah, did you know that they actually put more money into Pocahontas than they did Aladdin because they thought it was going to do better? Yeah, yeah, I did know that. That's crazy to me because yeah. Aladdin is, like, one of my all-time favorites. Well,
0: it's because the studio director at the time was really vying for uh, Oscar, <laughs> Oscar gold. So he thought, like, there were a lot of movies he made like that where he was like, this is going to be Oscar Hunchback of Notre Dame, was that a movie too where they thought they were going to get Oscar gold for it?
1: Listen, you're making kids movies. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. That is so, Pocahontas and Hunchback are both like intense Mm -hmm. kids movies.
0: Well, that was like, I have watched so many analysis videos on the Hunchback of Notre Dame. That I I could give you fucking everything, everything you'd ever want to know about the book, about any of the adaptations, the Disney movie. It was like they specifically made it really dark, but they made their marketing like really light because they were like, "Tahiti," but like we're gonna t- surprise them and make it dark because we want to be serious. Because I guess Walt Disney at the end of his di- at the end of his time, like he felt that he was like constricted in. The Disney, mm-hmm. like di- the Disneyness of it all, of being like really family friendly and really happy and whatever. And he watched like um... the Rats of Nim. No, not the Rats of Nim. He watched um How to Kill a Mockingbird, and he was <laughs> like, those are that's the, those are the types of movies I want to make. I want to make movies with like heart and a lesson and all that, and not just like. And then she marries a prince, like <laughs> like that's what he was vying for until he died. So I think when i don't remember his fucking name but i remember i think when the studio director who did hunchback and pocahontas and all that stuff who was vying for Dis- or oscar gold it was because he wanted to bring disney up to like the standard of walt disney mm. and he like wanted to make it serious i don't know and it was it's like it's like a good movie i really liked it um i thought the visuals were really good i liked the music. M- most of the music mm. Um, And I liked most of the characters. Basically, any scene that the gargoyles weren't in, I was pretty okay with. Yeah, sorry, I didn't... I felt like they took me out of the movie. It's a kid's movie! I understand that, but there was, like, a tonal issue, okay? There was, at one point, they were like, justice, and the next, they're like, I'm losing to a bird! And I was like, what is going on? It's a kid's movie! And to those who have not watched Hunchback of Notre Dame before, um, it is a movie about Quasimodo, who is a deformed bell ringer his whole thing in the movie is that he's struggling to gain acceptance into society of Paris. Um, The film is considered to be one of Disney's darkest animated films, and its Mm -hmm. narrative explores such mature subject matter as infanticide, lust, damnation, genocide, and sin, despite the changes it made from the original source material in order to ensure a G rating. Somehow still has a G rating. Don't really know why i feel like it should at least be pg nah what do you mean
1: nah it's because it's because it was rated in the 90s yeah i know and they don't re-rate things yeah i know
0: so we have all of these tagged because of one man and one man only and his name is Judge Claude Frollo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bad man. Bad man. So on the Disney Wikipedia page, he is described as a ruthless Parisian justice minister who, after a series of sensitive circumstances, becomes the begrudging caretaker of Quasimodo, which is just a very, very slave. <laughs> it's a very soft way of putting that. He's like a racist um, an attempted rapist. Who yes. tries to burn a city down because he can't have a woman? Yes, that's who yes. this man that we are going to be talking about today is.
1: God gotta, gotta love men.
0: So why judge, Claude Frollo, You ask. I don't. I don't know. And don't ask me why. The thing is, is that he is an, a very interesting character. Mm. Um, after watching the film, obviously I had less faith in organized religion, which I had, I already had so less of. Like I said before, I grew
1: up Catholic. I grew up in a cult yeah um (laughs) (laughs) organized yeah and religion don't go well with me so
0: but i i grew up catholic which is literally what this whole movie is about it's like christianity and catholicism Mm. and they're like literally inside a a fucking like sanctuary for this religion and it's just very weird um also like a lot of the i i felt like it was a lot of the tropes that i i remember being like told to during mass but like in a very harsher tone obviously because he is a very harsh man who does not know how to say his emotions in any way, shape, or form, any time. Yep. And Hellfire, great song. I will have to say Hellfire is a great song. It tingles all the way down my body. I was, it's, uh, yeah, it's a very good song, I will say. But never once did I thought he was hot. Never once did that whole movie did I think he was hot.
1: He's an old man. He's an
0: old man. And don't get me wrong, I (laughs) I have found my fair share of dudes who I should not think are hot are attractive. But Judge Frollo just isn't one of them. I'm not doing it right now. <laughs> I was gonna
1: say Nip one person from that list. Let's see.
0: Um I Judge Judge Claude Frollo just wasn't one of them. He is too angsty and like repressed. Plus like the genocide and the sexual harassment just doesn't do it for me personally Mm. i'm not saying if you're wrong (laughs) if it did do it for you i want to put this clear i'm not trying to shame anybody who is into judge claude frollo listen there's a reason my mouth
1: shut yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) i am just gonna verbally say it i'm not trying to shame anybody who is in to claude frollo you are allowed to be attracted to whatever fucking fictional character because they're fictional and i don't give a fuck but i'm just not one of them and i I personally don't get it, which I had to do a lot of research into why. Mm. So, to me, as a Disney villain, there's, like, a lot of things about him that, like, one, he is, like, he's, like, an old man. He is in his, like, what, 50s-ish? He has, like, a very, like, gaunt nose and, like, he's just, he has billowy clothes the whole time. It's not, like, there's actually fun. There was, like, a fun uh, spot of the internet that I was a part of that was just, like, a forum of people trying to convince themselves that he's like very muscular under all those robes (laughs) Very cool. so but he's like under a lot of robes he's like very old plus he's not like the only like scary disney villain Mm. like i was just trying to list some there's chernabog who's like literally disney's version of the devil Mm -hmm. um you have that dude from pinocchio who takes donkey children to become slaves in a salt (laughs) mine like that dude's pretty fucking rough um lady tremaine like abuses cinderella her whole life maleficent curses a baby to die but
1: they they ain't playing
0: no they're not Cruella Deville murders puppies for for a fur crow like the list goes on and on and on for disney villains but i did find this very recent and when i say recent i mean 2021 recent youtube video from youtube user rin explaining why she and other people are such big fans of frollo and why their attraction to him has baffled the internet for actual decades um. Okay. So she does understand why many people f- don't find him physically alluring. But to her, it's the voice. Something about Tony J's voice dug its way into her. And I kind of get that. Mm. During Hellfire, it's pretty, pretty good. And there are some lines in there that are really sus, that are pretty sus lines. She says the explanation for why the fangirls either don't dislike or don't care about the superficial aspect of his character is that some people just like older men, which is fair. But for his character, um, Rin doesn't think it's his villainy that makes Frollo appealing, but but it's that the fan base can relate to his utter confusion partway through the film when he's confronted with his humanity and with his first lustful feelings towards another person. Relating to young people feeling emotions for the first time with their hormones controlling them and making them stupid thing, do, making them do stupid things. So it's kind of like I, the way that I saw it um, and then the way that I saw other people do it is like for anybody who grew up in a religion, Catholic guilt is like very real. Mormon guilt probably is also very real yeah. <laughs> and like being attracted to someone that you're like i'm not allowed to be god says that i have to wait i'm feeling all these weird things is very relatable Mm -hmm. but then on the other side i saw a handful of people that say that they could heal his trauma with their bodies like that he just needs to fuck it out one time and he will
1: be good i'm pretty sure those are slash J. (laughs) (laughs) I I hope they are yeah i've definitely seen people yeah Especially anime characters <laughs> that have committed, like, vast murders. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, I can change him. I could change him. It's like, sis. If I fuck him once. No, you can't. No! Your gorilla grip ain't that
0: good. You don't have the golden pussy you think you do. I'm sorry to tell you. But another explanation, explanation I got from Rin was that Frollo is an abusive father figure to Quasimodo. Mm. Demeaning him, physically abusing him, and the things he loves, and lacking empathy to him entirely... She says, sadly, I think there are a lot of people out there who've had a parent or teacher or partner just like that. The relationship between Frollo and Quasimodo resonated with Rin personally, and she knows she's not the only one. She thinks Frollo drudges up those past feelings of love and affection that some fans may have held for people like him in their lives. Mm. So it did make me understand a little bit more because I feel like for the vast majority of research I tried to do was people being like, ew, (laughs) why are you into that? And just listening to someone being like, well, <laughs> one, his voice is hot, and you're like, oh, okay. And then you're just like, Catholic guilt, re- I really related to him, like, being super into Esmeralda, because I was super into Esmeralda.
1: I think most of us were. Yeah.
0: And then, like, the, I think there are a lot of people who either don't choose to or can't understand victims of abuse and why they act the way they do and why they think the way they do. Mm-hmm. So somebody being like, having those past emotions come up into a fictional character and they're just like that's weird of you like mm, it's a little weird again let people like whatever i'm not trying to shame anybody so claude frollo has become so popular with so many people that he actually had several of his own online fan communities in the early days of the internet and people still continue to write fanfiction about him decades after the movie's release. There were 15 fanfiction posted on AO3 or updated about Claude Frollo in 2022 alone. And there were 129 between to- 2020 and 2021 on AO3. So people still writing him. People still really into him. So who were the fans? If you know anything about the primitive age of the internet, there was no AO3, no Wattpad, fanfiction.net didn't come until, like, the early 2000s. But this is, we're talking about, like, the 90s. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very quick after the movie happened in, in 96. So, a lot of the online communities lived in Angel Fire or Geocities pages, which were just their own specific pages. Like, if you liked... Hunchback of Notre Dame, there was a specific website for you to go on that, like, maybe housed 30 people. It was never a ton of people. It was just like, I like to think about it as, like, a little sleepover where Mm -hmm. you just had all your friends and you all write in, like, a little online journal. You share your art with one another. Like, it was very cute. It was very intimate. Um, I think we've lost a little bit of that in the day of fanfiction we are in now, of those, Mm -hmm. like, intimate spaces. Like, you very much have to, like, create them on your own in like discord pages and stuff like yeah. that but one of these fan communities was called the frollo zone so the site hosted fan fiction writers who were predominantly female who unironically loved frollo and wrote exclusively judge claude frollo r-rated explicit lemon stories about him and his many adoring concubines so he was just getting pussy 24 7 and there were dozens and dozens of oc inserts in this harem okay so here on this site, when from the horizon came a woman by the name of Frollo Freak. So according to Frollo Freak, who also goes by the name Crazed Rider, she said, "I found a Clopin fan site, and Kloppen is that guy from the beginning of the movie, mm. who's like a jester almost. Yeah, he looks like he's cool. yeah. So I found a Clopin fan site, then clicked a web ring link. I had no idea what this was, and I wasn't prepared for what was to come." The Frollo Zone, I thought I was alone in my clawed adoration, how refreshing to learn there were more adoring fans of this character, and they wrote stories and songs extolling and praising Disney's most complex villain to date, so I stayed and explored the F-Zone, and stayed, and stayed. I read the fanfiction, I didn't know this stuff existed, but then came my turn to try my hand at writing fanfiction. It happened quite by accident. See, one of the fans posted a short, short story involving the good judge in a highly embarrassing situation. His honor is posing for one of those magazines. Mm. The story was so funny that it failed to offend. So I thought, why not write up all those stories that had been running in my head since June of 1996? Give it a good dose of humor mixed with heady romance and a dash of drama. One of her first works was entitled Back to the Frollo. It's the sweeping romantic tale of how a sassy black woman named Denisha discovered a time-traveling Chevy, traveled to 1480s Paris, met Judge Claude Frollo, and became an FSM, or a Frollo's secret mistress, which is what they all called themselves. Softcore erotica, uh, had a plot that made no sense, a lot of copy-pasted song lyrics, Um, A lot of characterization issues on Frollo's part, and a lot of of really problematic things. We're talking late 90s, okay? Yeah. Yeah. So I would like to sit down with this fic for a moment, if you would let me. Um, Firstly, the adult Quasimodo is portrayed like this. I heard a sound from under the table. I pulled back the tablecloth and, to my surprise, stared directly into the eyes of Quasimodo. He was munching on cookies and drinking lemonade quasi shushed me and whispered, I heard about your party and I wanted to come. Please don't tell my master. So he's he's very infantilized, the whole the whole thick. Um she okay. calls him like little buddy the the whole time. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Denisha, who is the O C, is a heavily implied sassy black woman and angry mm-hmm. black woman. Mm-hmm. She, she is labeled as a dissed sister or a sister with a tood, Far too many times, she hates being mistaken as Romani. When it happens, most of her beefs are with women in literal captivity, like chained up, locked up, and she's having like tiffs with these, like like she's on Selling Sunset or something. Like she's having beefs with women who are like locked up, and she hates Esmeralda, hates Esmeralda. And if you don't know Esmeralda's whole thing, um,
1: sh- damn, not the <laughs> POC on POC crime. <laughs> yeah
0: she fucking literally any anytime anyone's like oh well you kind of have a darker skin tone are you romani flips the fuck out like it really bad and hates esmeralda and it's only because like she doesn't want to fuck him like it's really weird the only reason she hates esmeralda is because is because she won't become one of the secret mistresses and she's just like what do you think you're better than the rest of us become a slave whore like come on
1: oh my god
0: so also to clarify frollo freak and i did i found her website she had an about the author page and the photo is of a black woman so it's not like a at least if this person's telling the truth again it's the internet anybody could be lying it's not a white person writing a black person just want to put that out there so both the author and denisha act as though turning frollo down is a mortal mortal grave sin and the scene in the movie, where Frollo corners Esmeralda in the cathedral and propositions her, is a romantic scene. Okay. Fully romantic. Um, at one scene in Back to the Frollo, Denisha, <laughs> she beats the shit out of Esmeralda in public and then has her sent off to be tortured because Esmeralda doesn't want to be a secret mistress. Okay. I put on my cloak and hat as Claude summoned the guards to take Esmeralda away to the Palace of Justice. As the shoulders put her in shackles, I walked up to her. Squared my shoulders proudly and in a firm, clear voice said, baby, let me give you some advice. The next time you give a man an almost lap dance, get him all hot and sweaty and don't follow through. Don't expect him to be too accommodating the second time. That said, the soldiers dragged the dancer away. That's obviously the worst. The worst of this is like the the true misogyny being lanced from this fake, but there were also some like little things like the Fro- frollo freak didn't do like a ton of research about writing about 1480s france she travels back to 1485 and tells frollo that she's from the new world which has not been discovered yet she also claims that christopher Columbus was spanish when he was italian great <laughs> and forgot the modern stove was not in france at the time um and it's even worse because the the author claimed to be a social studies teacher Ooh. Plus, at one point in the, in, the, in the fic, the author states that Denisha is named after one of her students, while stating that students' full Christian name, full God-given name to the internet, <laughs> like, did not have a problem with, like, privacy on the internet in the slightest. So, Denisha introduces modern food and Motown to Frollo, and he doesn't accost her from being a witch in the slightest. To her, Frollo is a misunderstood loner with a heart of gold. This incredibly racist man falls madly in love with the black woman, Denisha. Mm -hmm. He doesn't believe in witchcraft at all, and he's very modern and politically correct on his views. She also has a wild conspiracy theory that Kloppen drugged Frollo with PCP in the movie (laughs) and then used a lookalike to burn down Paris just to make Frollo look bad because Kloppen wanted to be the archdeacon.
1: Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Sure. That's her
0: headcanon. So, okay. like I said, I did find her website. It's called crazerider.tripod.com slash fanfic1.html. It's still up. You can, you know, read all about her beginnings, which is how I found her on the About the Author section. She brings up her problematic female characters in this section, saying, I didn't know about Mary Sue's until many pointed that out to me. I know better now. And she even said that writing Frollo fanfiction was her therapy. So whoever you are out there, Frollo Freak, I, I do hope that you grew and learned from what wrongs there were um, and that, you know, writing fanfiction or not. So this site has... Um, all of the Back to the Frollo series, along with this prequel, All That Matters. Um, what Really Happened, Call 1-900-Claude Frollo, Claude Frollo's State Fair Adventure, and Didn't It Blow Your Mind, Claude Frollo. And the last update to the site was in 2014, so I, I don't think she's writing fanfiction anymore. So, obviously, every fanfiction on this site was not like this. It's not even every Frollo fanfiction. Generally, you know, self-inserts, I have nothing against A lot of them are not misogynistic and racist in tone. In fact, you would think, I think, at least I would hope, that the drama would be about the community commenting that Back to the Frollo is racist, is sexist, is, you know, starting to cancel Frollo Freak, but uh, no, absolutely not. Do you want to guess why they were, before we get to there, why they were so mad at Frollo Freak?
1: Was it something about religion? No. Dang, I thought I got it.
0: Before I go any further, I need to explain to you the Frollo Zone. So the best way that I could find the Frollo Zone described is that everyone exists in a shared universe. It's kind of like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but except for superheroes, it's Frollo's secret mistresses. There were other members of the Frollo Zone, like Anna and Belladonna, who were the owner of the Frollo Zone, and they actually made an appearance in Back to the Frollo. So, Back to the Frollo is not just a part of Frollo Freak's headcanon. It's supposed to be set in a world where everyone is playing a part in Frollo's ever-growing harem. The issue with Frollo Freak was that she could not separate herself from her O.C. Denisha. And therefore, Denisha had to be the most special and receive special attention in her Frollo zone. According to her... Frollo had at least 30 concubines, but they're all distractions, and they were only used for sex. Okay.
1: <laughs> Listen, okay, okay, okay. So this is basically an RP server, where everyone yes, has an OC. Yes, kind of. Okay. Because when you were like, oh, like, Discord, like, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. It was just 90s Discord. Yeah. And they're, yes, they are publishing works, but this is just basically RP. hmm Why do you think <laughs> you are so much better yeah. than everyone else uh-huh. who's posting you're the chosen yeah she was like you you're just
0: a body you're only for sex he he loves me the most i'm the only one that he loves she evidently tried to make every other frollo every other person in the frollo this frollo fanfiction community acknowledge that their own characters were meaningless like she would go to people and be like tell me Tell me that your character is meaningless and worthless and only a whole...
1: Oh, my And that my
0: character is the only woman that he cared about. So this, this is what the masses are, are pissed off about. Not that racist shit, not that misogynistic shit, but this. So I did find one former user of the Frollo Zone who was on DeviantArt say that the forum that she was a part of was a forum for Kloppen and Frollo fans, With a lot of OCs, usually as girlfriends, one-night stands, mistresses or daughters, not romantic. Okay. It was all mainly a joke, like, I'm his mistress, no, I am. But Frollo Freak believed wholeheartedly that her OC was Frollo's true love. And when others put each other's OCs in their fix, she demanded everyone put Denisha in their fix. And downright say that Denisha was Frollo's favorite slash true love. Bro, kick her. blacklist her I don't know how the internet worked in the 90s could you do that
1: I think it's still you can still like blacklist it okay like blacklisting's been a thing for a long time it's part of code
0: yeah could you imagine just like writing your own little fan fiction maybe you're with like a group of friends who you know in real life you're just like writing a cute fan fiction and this person just this is comes- basically
1: just like playing D <laughs> and it's like okay well like we're gonna go write this character's uh-huh. like side story real quick i have to be a part of it too yes i'm the main character i'm the main character <laughs> <laughs> and you're just Damn, like bitch. oh uh, uh <laughs> yeah.
0: where did you come from so this same person also claimed that some people wondered if she was actually the age she said she was, and she apparently let her mother and her pastor onto her account to yell at the haters, and that her pastor Bro, claimed
1: <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs>
0: and that her pastor claimed he was using her stories as references in his sermons as a love conquers all message.
1: Bullshit. <laughs> Could
0: you imagine?
1: That's like uh, there's some
0: times where I go on like um um, oh, what's that Instagram page? Oh, Depop Gone Wild. And it'll be people being like, oh, I can't afford this. And then they'll message back being like, hi, this is so-and-so's mom and, and she's died. And all she really wanted from you was, <laughs> was oh this
1: piece God. of clothing
0: or whatever. Like, that's the like, hi, I'm, I'm, I'm Frollo Freak's pastor. And what you're saying is totally wrong. And she is the only love of <laughs> like, Could you imagine? This was Wild. This is where the Frollo freak went on to create her own website because she was constantly being bullied, <laughs> and she just wanted to create her own little world. So she continued writing herself in Frollo as part of the Timescape verse, and the Frolloverse continu- uh, went offline in May 2002 when the site's current host Density.com discontinued free web hosting um, with very little notice. There were plans to put the site back online. Uh, But they did not come to fruition, perhaps due to a falling out between the site's owners. I did find this 2004 LiveJournal post from Ice Queen IceQueenAdorance that read, Why were the sites taken down? In part, the server that hosted both switched from allowing free hosting to only allowing paid hosting and made the switch very quickly. And with very little notice, Belladonna was alerted at the last moment. And she was the maintainer, as she was the maintainer, And creator of both sites, she was able to save the files that made up both sites. After that close call with Oblivion, she decided to look for a more trustworthy free hosting service, and she and I both felt it vital to find a reliable host that did not infringe so deeply on creators' rights and had a reasonable updating policy. This is the last I know of what happened to both sites. Why have the Frollo Zone not been made available online? I have no earthly idea why they have not been made available online in over two years. You'll have to ask Will Adana why. And from what I understand, she's much too busy with marriage, job, and other facets of real life to reply to most emails she receives. I'd recommend Patience if you email her. And no, I have no idea what her current email address is. You'll have to ask someone within the fandom. I'm hoping that maybe if she receives enough letters, she'll find the time to revive the sites. Then again, since practically no one reads this journal, and I have no idea if she even uses that email anymore, I'm contemplating saving what I can locate from archive.org's records and reconstruct both sites as part of my website, but I don't know if it would be worth the effort, quite frankly. Please don't let my current mood scare you from contributing, as my mood's unrelated to the post or the topics I've been discussing in this post, and I'll be in a better mood soon. Drama. Drama between the... They're fighting. So, this is where I originally thought I was going to end it. Basically, all the information um other than the ones i specifically mentioned i got from this post on a reddit post from the subreddit hobby drama which is a great if you don't know what it is is a great subreddit Mm -hmm. that has very niche community drama like specific video game like genshin or like even mobile games Mm -hmm. um the webkins community had some great drama the Scrunchy community had some great drama literally anything you would be like there's a there's drama in so and so community there is There is and it's on here. And specifically, I got a lot of this information from a user, I was once a fan girl. So she had posted this original post thinking that it was just, you know, that she was just gonna share this trivial, wild piece of fan fiction media and then it would be over, right? But I went digging into the account to see what other media analysis were written and I found an update. It's less fan fiction based, but rosaries are used as glorified butt plugs. The theater kids come out of nowhere and everything gets so, so, so much worse. Mm. I'm going to revert back up to the top where I said that rape and racism, um, because it's gonna, it's gonna get worse, um, because there are gonna be people who deve- defend violent rape, because of a fictional character they think is attractive. So if you made it through the last part, congratulations. But if you heard uh, most of that, or if that last part was even like too much for you and don't want. To see people defend mm-hmm. um, one of the most evil fictional characters ever put on screen, I suggest you stop listening now. So fortunately, the community of not holding others accountable and letting like racist, sexist media thrive, it dissipated after some time. The creators moved on to do different things. Um, some of them took up sessions over other fictional characters like Severus Snape. Those kind of similar to Frollo characters and other media outlets the frollo freak even said herself while the frollo freak frollo diva and fan fiction lady presence is still very evident all over the site i feel my hunchback fan fiction and claude adoration days are for the most part finished i want to turn my attentions to fan fiction inspired by other favorite tv shows and movies Gunsmoke, land before time harry potter star wars the oz books and abc soap operas
1: what do you think land before time fan fiction is like don't want to know okay No one even want to think about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so people just stopped making Frollo content. You'd get a fan fiction or a Tumblr post um on your timeline every so often, but that was kind of about it. The the movie was like a decade old at this point. Like mm-hmm. you're really lucky if something is popular for like a week at this point. Like I remember the Squid Games sp- bit came and went so so quickly.
1: U.S. audiences fucking ruined that.
0: Yeah, but like it's things go so quickly here so the fact that like this went on for like a decade like its shelf life was like pretty up there Mm -hmm. so there was a slow decline of Frollo fans and no one really had a problem with that because I guess they weren't the most tolerant bunch of people shockingly then 2014 happened and on October 28th 2014 Disney debuted the hunchback of Notre Dame the musical Mm -hmm. which you've seen Or you've seen parts of? I've seen parts of it. It originally opened in Berlin, becoming the company's first time opening a project not in the U.S., and it ran for three years, and it became one of Berlin's longest-running musicals. Nice. They actually liked it a lot. It went better than expected on Off-Broadway. It never transferred to Broadway, but it was nominated for a bunch of awards, like the San Diego Theater Critic Award, Broadway World Denver Awards... Um, The songs are well-written, critics seem to like it. There is a full upload of it on Brett Allen's YouTube channel, which is where I watched it. Um, And unless you're really sensitive to the topics I mentioned above, specifically rape, it's a fine, fine two hours of your time to watch. The camera quality is as good as it can be for someone just recording in the audience. Mm -hmm. So, normally, when a show is good, people like it, it closes, they move on. No one thinks about it, unless... Your stage adaptation is introduced to the theater kids. You know the theater kids quite well, don't you?
1: Unfortunately. (laughs) Yes. Maya, what is a theater kid? You want me to explain? Yes, I do want you to explain what a theater kid is. You want a high school theater kid? Yeah, high school theater kid. High school theater kids are the bane of my fucking existence. (laughs) They're the most annoying people. Okay. To have the mindset of a theater kid. Mm -hmm one, you're narcissistic. Oh, shit. You okay. do think you're better than everyone else yeah. because you take theater and because you were in one shitty high mm-hmm. school production. Literally, that's what it is. They are obsessive mm-hmm. with what they do and what they're focused on at the time. Like, obsessive. Yeah. They will talk about Phantom of the Opera for three fucking years. <laughs> yeah. And that is like, I, all I ever wanted to do with my life is play as Christine Daae uh-huh. on Broadway. <laughs> And, like, that's how they say, And you're like, oh, awesome. You're never making
0: that. Yeah, exactly.
1: They think they're so fucking important. They're so mean to everyone else. Mind you, I took theater for Mm -hmm. one year and then I was in tech for the rest. And even now, I basically do tech theater, Mm -hmm. like, in college. They suck ass and I hate them. And they literally have, like, no awareness. Sure. Politically, socially, Mm -hmm. physically. (laughs) (laughs) Like, they don't care. They'll fuck on the sofa that's underneath the stage, and every high school has one. And it's like, everyone tells you not to even touch the sofa. But for some reason, they're like, yeah, we're gonna fuck on it." It's like, you're so nasty. There was, at least in
0: my high school, I came across two, two couples fucking... My entire high school career in the, like... I definitely found
1: building. new stains mm. on the couch. No, I, like, awesome.
0: walked into, like, people fucking and being like, oh, I'm sorry, but, like, why are you in the dressing room? <laughs> like, why are you in a practice room in the dark fucking on a chair? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Jesus. Yeah. So, theater kids are messy. Tumblr theater kids are even worse. So, I... The, listen, the best way that I can describe Tumblr theater kids are... Transgender bisexual Hatsune Miku Binder Jefferson (laughs) from Hamilton. If you don't know what that is, please look it up. It is a treat. No,
1: don't. You're saving yourself (laughs) from a lifetime of pain.
0: There are an an aspect of theater kids that are really good in the the theater community. There are the bad ones, however. Somehow, people consistently cross over new musicals with Hamilton consistently. It'll Mm -hmm. always happen. There are some theater kids still on the internet who are like when a when something gets adapted like the Heathers they were just like you're a fake fucking musical fan because I like musical theater longer and you only like musical theater now because the Heathers is a musical or whatever.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But there also has there's also great shit like the animatics. People make great animatics for musicals. Um, it's actually the first time how I watched Hamilton all the way through for the first time was just listening to music with animatics. Nice. It was very good. So on Tumblr, with the theater kids, you can trip on something and find yourself in the Hamilton Tumblr tag. Mm -hmm. Smash all of that together with Claude Frollo, and here we are. Theater Tumblr found Hunchback of Notre Dame, and many, 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 many seem to believe that Hellfire was romantic, super romantic. And Hellfire, if you don't know, is a song about how Claude Frollo, who I mentioned before, is fighting his inner demons about whether he should fuck or kill a woman who wants nothing to do with him. Mm-hmm. There's literally a line that's just like, if she can't be mine, send her to the fire. Like, <laughs> basically, if she can't be mine, I don't want her at all. Also, the Raylos got involved a little bit because they thought Hellfire was a romantic song that perfectly encapsulated Kylo Ren's love for, for Rey.
1: Okay.
0: It's linked to a piece of fan art done by one Polish um, artist back in December, like, right right after The Force Awakens came out. Mm-hmm. When Ray was like in its earliest stage of of fandom basically. And the same artist updated that this is this is an outdated view. <laughs> please please don't link them with the song anymore. Mm-hmm. But posts like this led to characters acting very horny with hooded figures in the background. Many of those posts are featured real people from the musicals based on real events kind of like hamilton where you're just like these are real people at the end of the day yeah and it was sprinkle of catholic imagery on top so like i said i grew up catholic and it's very funny we laugh at christians and catholics like all the time but to me the like people who take catholicism like very seriously and there's something about like if you were in like the catholic tag of tumblr and then came across like a a fan fan art of Judge Frollo, like using a rosary as anal, anal beads. Like, I think you're allowed to be pretty mad at that. Especially since they were using tags like super incorrectly. People were looking up like Contract of Notre Dame fan art, and suddenly they'd be faced with like graphic, explicit fan art. um There would also be people who were trying to use that hashtag Catholic tag, like I would say. And even something like if they were looking up like the Israel Palestine conflict, they were greeted with like teenagers screaming. About, like, what holy objects could be used in BDSM. So in the middle of all this, the Frollo fandom sprung up. To get down and dirty, the Frollo, the Hunchback of Notre Dame fandom boils down to three specific groups of people. The Normal fans, the Kloppen files, and the Frollo files. The Kloppen files, very similar to Frollo files, that they have an odd obsession with this character who isn't super desirable. But what I could find, it's us- they usually don't harass people. They don't try to justify rape and genocide. They don't shove fan art into people's faces. And that leaves the Frollo files. The Urban Dictionary definition of a Frollo file is a person who, most commonly a fangirl, who has a love or obsession with a fictional character, Claude Frollo. They almost always watch every movie version. They have read the book and seen some form of the musical. There are websites. Most are currently shut down. Fan fiction and fan art dedicated to him. But the thing that sets the frolophiles apart is that they like to excuse his actions. Hmm. A lot of people with crushes on an evil character will openly acknowledge that the object of their affection is a bad person who does bad things. Frolophiles don't. Rather than admitting, they defend everything. Everything he's ever done. I found this 2008 LiveJournal post categorizing the Frollophiles as the Frolophiles think that the Kloppen files are crazy because they don't appreciate the great talent of Frollo. You can easily recognize Frollophiles in a crowd. They're the ones who have an expression of displeasure and ceremonious attitude and wear dark clothing. Mm. The Frollophiles burn you if you say something like, I don't like Frollo or the best Disney villain is Scar. Many Frollo files don't know how hunchback ends because they exit the movie theater or turn off the VHS when Frollo falls off the bell tower. Others don't remember or know what happened in the scenes where Frollo doesn't appear. And the Frollo Files hate the Academy Awards members because they didn't nominate Frollo for Best Supporting Actor. Okay. So take movie Frollo and turn it up by a thousand. How much of the musical did you see? Not very much. Not much of it? Okay, so musical Frollo. He doesn't start off evil. It's cu- it's more leaning towards the Victor Hugo book.
1: Hmm.
0: He doesn't start off super evil. He, like, it's, like, a strong downhill. Like, instead of murdering Quasimodo's mother, he takes Quasimodo in because he's the son of his, like, deceased brother. Hmm. So he's trying to, like, preserve some of the family line. Which, seeing this, like, sympathetic character, he paints him as a human being, less of a complete monster, it's supposed to make his inevitable fall, like, even worse. But the Frollophiles latch on to that good bit in the first act, completely forget about act two. They fall back onto the Frollo freak's way of thinking Frollo is a misunderstood loner of a heart of gold. Here are some of his actions in the movie. There's a scene near the end where Esmeralda is in her cell alone and he comes in and quite literally tries to violently attempt to rape her. He forces himself upon her until she is on the ground and screaming for help. Um, and it's meant to be viscerally uncomfortable, as it sounds. And people defend him anyways. There were posts about how Esmeralda's body language clearly indicated that she was enjoying it, how Frollo wasn't trying to be predatory, and how it didn't even bother Esmeralda that much. Or better yet, Esmeralda deserved it because she danced in public one time and kissed Phoebus three times. The women in the brothel Frollo tried to burn down deserved it because they had sex for money and, de- and thus deserved to be rent alive. Abusing Quasimodo for years and making him ring the bells until he went deaf was fine because it was just Frollo trying to be fatherly. And that stabbing Phoebus was okay because he was a stupid Chad who stole the ladies from nice guys. So the level of mental gymnastics. Truly astounding. And almost every other character fell victim (laughs) to this kind of treatment at some point or another. And it pissed off not only normal fans, but also Tumblr at large. Because rape apology is just, like, a very big flag to, like, anybody in any community. Mm-hmm. But the Frolophiles did not alter their ways in the slightest. The discussions usually ended with everyone angry at each other. And there was no change whatsoever. The Hunchback of Notre Dame musical had a fandom that was, like, half theater kids and half frollophiles. So imagine all of that mm-hmm. squished into one. And there was actually a Reddit post that I, or a Reddit comment by the user communist toast that said, I could attest to the weird love slash lust towards Frollo. I played him in a high school production and it was gross for the amount of middle school girls that tried to flirt with me because of it. Mind you, they didn't do this to the guy who played Phoebus, who was as good looking as he was genuinely nice. It got so bad by the end of the run, the fi- a fan page had been put up on Instagram with only pictures of my hands. So, the Hunchback of Notre Dame never got translated to Broadway. Actually, I was surprised, to learn really that it never was marketed as a Disney musical, like, the same way that Lion King or Beauty and the Beast was. Mm-hmm. Pro- probably because it's really dark. And probably yeah. that Disney doesn't want their name on it. Probably. It resulted in them closing in a few years and it did not sit well with fans once they learned that Frozen was going to be turned into a Broadway play so almost immediately after the news about Frozen came out someone started the rumor that it stole Hunchback of a Notre Dame slot on Broadway and I couldn't I couldn't find anything to back this up but I truly believe that the Hunchback was it was never going to make it to Broadway it's so dark there's been some crazy stuff on Broadway yeah I, I guess but like I don't know but I just think it was never gonna make it to Broadway. It's really dark. Uh, basically, everyone dies in the end. Mm. There's no like. It's not like the Disney where it's like justice for all and we got the bad guy and it's mm. a plea for humanity or whatever. But it didn't. It didn't stop the Hunchback fans to frequently harass Princess Tumblr bugs and Frozen fans. This went on for a good couple years before the infamous Tumblr porn ban. It took down a lot of the weirder and more hardcore. Po- posts that were in the frollo file mm-hmm. tag but because the Tumblr NSFW band was essentially taking down anything with nudity and anything with the NSFw tag um, the frollo file still had plenty of frollo fetish content that was sitting there in commonly used tags i I found frollo wearing a cat girl outfit Kay. and one with him with like a, a hago face Kay. there's
1: you can I Wish Listen, I didn't if see it some was of the things. on the internet it's still out It's there. still
0: out there. and luckily, the interest in Hunchback dissipated once again. The Frollo forgot about Claude Frollo altogether. There's many many fans have moved on. I'm just p- please asking that for it to be kept kept there. For if and when Disney decides to make a live-action Disney plus movie, I just don't want to live in a timeline where I stumble up across frollo fan fiction or fan art online. I just don't want to because that I'm okay
1: just <laughs> please listen, tag things accordingly the lion king live action yeah why was that a thing Ah, uh, you know the jungle book one a thing i don't know listen i love me some interest didn't
0: they do lady and the tramp too yeah live action lady and the tramp and they
1: did beauty and the beast which was also garbage yeah cinderella they did mulan which didn't oh, i didn't watch oh i didn't chinese controversy yeah i didn't watch that either but, oh my god yeah so please if they if and when they ever do, i that. doubt they would I doubt that they
0: leave would. it alone. Like like I said, I watched so much about this whole whole production where the book started. I don't know where we started with this book where everyone basically dies in the end, except for like a man who is specifically supposed to be Victor Hugo who runs off with a goat because he was supposed to choose between the lives of Esmeralda and the goat and he chose the goat. Nice. And he ran off with the goat at the end. I don't know where we got this story and, like, turned it into Disney. Like, I don't... I, That's what Disney does. There was, like, several ad- like adaptations in between that. Also, I found out that in the original, Esmeralda was never Romani. She was actually a white girl who got stolen at birth. So there's there's that bit of racism <laughs> in there. Oh, historical reading. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. It's very fun. Very odd. It's very odd to think about in the early 90s, late 90s fan fiction forums and fandom forums where you're just like, you have no really nowhere else to go except for this. So if someone just starts harassing you about your fanfiction, like, where are you supposed to go? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Like,
0: this is all you have. I just don't... I understand when it comes to, like, just tag. Like, we tag your shit accordingly. Yeah. Please don't, like, tag things in, like, the... Because there were, like, people trying to find, like, actual times and, like, ticket sales for hunchback plays and performances and stuff like that and all they came across was claude frollo nsfw fan art (laughs) like they were just like please i'm just trying to figure out how to watch this (laughs) please like let me go
1: oh my god this is ridiculous
0: Mm -hmm. so please i
1: hate theater kids please
0: tag Tag everything correctly. Oh, yeah. If it's NSFW.
1: Tag it NSFW. You have to mark it as NSFW.
0: You have to mark it. And also, if you just want to have a really fun time, go read Back to the Frollo. It's real wild. <laughs> like
1: I'm okay. I'm going to I'm like, gonna take a hard pass on that like,
0: one. It's like, um, it's kind of like My Immortal, but like cranked up to a thousand because it's like, it's like super softcore porn. Like, the, it's fully, fully porn. And I wish that you could still go back to that site. It's, I know it's taken down, but I would love to see those comments that are just like, hey, put me in your fan fiction. Say I'm the best. God. Say I'm the best now.
1: Oh. <laughs> You're just like, please. 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 I'm just trying to have fun. I'm trying my best. I'm trying my best. Thank
0: you guys for listening to this episode of Canonically Incorrect. You can follow us on Twitter and Tumblr and TikTok and Instagram. Um, you can email us your fanfiction recommendations and if you are a fanfiction author who would like to be interviewed on our podcast, email us at canonicallyincorrectpod at gmail.com. If you liked us, if you liked the episode, if you think we deserve um, a little something to keep the podcast going, help to get new equipment, that kind of stuff, can make a donation at ko-fi.com slash canonicallyincorrect. Rave if you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, 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 and any other podcasting platform. Tag your fix accordingly.
1: Donate to AO3.
0: (laughs) Goodbye. Bye.